Hello there and welcome to the latest episode of the Sith Taker Snapshots podcast. I'm your host today, Rich Polly. Um, I can now solve a Rubik's Cube in under three minutes. Bang in. Um, joining me today is Liam Baker. Liam, can you solve a Rubik's Cube? I can. I've already told you. Take the stickers off and stick them back on correctly. But you'd stick them on your face instead of on the cube, wouldn't you? Once I've licked all the glue off, yeah. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, also joining us today is Adam Freeman, fellow Sith Taker, who's just jumped in. Hi. Hello. <laughs> and finally, we're being joined by um, somebody who basically lives on the other side of the world, and it's um, early-ish for him, so he's squeaking in before work. So if he talks a lot at the start and then not very much for the rest of it, that's because he's had to go to work. Um, it's Daniel Lim. Hi, Daniel. Hello, hello. How are you guys today? Yeah, very well, thank you. Uh, Daniel, can you solve a Rubik's Cube? I used to be able to about 10 years ago. I haven't touched one since, so probably not. No, that, that's a good enough as a yes for me. What about you, Adam? Can you do a Rubik's Cube? Yeah, sure. You can't prove otherwise. <laughs> that's the best answer. I can throw a Rubik's Cube at you in February, though. <laughs> <It's> like, <"Got laughs> <it."> do <laughs> That's no, I'm I'm just I'm just I'm overly proud, actually disproportionately proud of my new life skill that I've learned at the age of 46. I'm very proud of myself, so I'm telling everyone it's fine. Um cool. So um and the reason we've got Daniel on, um, um Daniel, you're better known by uh an internet handle, Isophane, possibly to quite a few people, um, for your I'm gonna say philanthropy into the X-Wing community. Um and one of the reasons you've come on today is to talk to us about this year's Isoplane initiative. Is that right? Uh, yep, that's correct. All right, cool. So let's just run down some numbers. I'll test your memory here. Last year, the Isoplane initiative, how many people, roughly, ballpark, did you help to send to Worlds? Um, I believe it was 18 people. And I can I can double check if you like, but I think it was around that ballpark. That 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 sounds like a good enough figure for me. Um, so 18 people got support, and that was either full support, as in flights and stuff were all paid for them, um, or it was uh, an amount of money to help them to kind of get over the line with their own savings and whatever. Um, so correct, yeah. So we asked people, you know, how much do you think you'll need to get there, and then we crunched the numbers, and you know, from there went on to see if we could, you know, get them what they needed, or if we can get them something close to it. Mm-hmm. So you say we, this is obviously um, a, a, a group of people who are being involved in this. You've got yourself, you've got Louis Leong, you've got... Yeah, Louis Leong, uh, Funwalk's involved, uh, Connor Holmes is, is part of our group as well. And yeah. uh, so it started with, uh, with Funwalk, honestly. And we were watching GSP one day, I forget, it was some tournament you know, a couple of years back. And Funlock jokingly asked me, hey, Isophane, you know, why don't you just buy a plane and ship everyone to Worlds? And you could charter a plane and, you know, we could pick everyone up. We all get meet together. We transfer everyone to Worlds. Have a great time. And I honestly, I looked into it. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's not cheap to charter a private airplane. Uh, I don't know if, you, if you've ever looked into it, but it's, it's, it's up there. There's insurance. There's everything else involved. It was, yeah, it was not cheap. Yeah. But then that got me thinking. Sorry, what was go on. That? No, no, go, go on, you go. Oh, I also say, uh, it got me thinking, well, you know, this is going to be the first, this is, you know, last year, Worlds uh, 2022. 
what will it cost to send a bunch of people to worlds that you know most likely wouldn't have gotten a chance? And then you know I started talking to Funwalk about it. Funwalk invited Louis. Louis invited Connor to help us out. And that's kind of how this whole this whole initiative of ours was born to just try and get as many people to worlds that probably wouldn't have made it otherwise. Cool. I mean, yeah, it's brilliant. Like the the initiative itself um, is absolutely fantastic. Um, and I know that you know you do a whole lot of a whole bunch of fundraising, raffles, and things like that. Um, which is obviously where Louis uh, helps to come in uh, with his mm-hmm. kind of mad genius brain for creating things that are more desirable than official um, AMG and FFG loot. So, um, yeah, it's a it's a, a real kind of team effort. But obviously, um, there's your philanthropic side. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to say so much, you know, you've got money and you spend it on us and we don't deserve you. But, you know, that's the that's the, the honest truth of the matter. So um, massively appreciate it. Um, massively appreciate the fact that you're doing it again as well, um, which is is awesome. So what's the what's the deal with this year's? It's uh, applications are only just still open at the moment. Um, uh, at- yep. Uh, as of recording right now, you've got about I think it was until the 15th of December. So that's until this Friday to submit applications. I currently have over well over 50 people have signed up. Um, it's a lot of information to kind of sort through for us, reading their applications, their, their reasoning, their, you know, almost like a, like a college application essay, it feels like. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we'll sort through those and then we'll start reaching out to people soon after and make our announcements. Um, but yeah, so if people still are interested in applying, um, Highly recommend it. Go for it. You know, it doesn't hurt to take some time to to apply. Uh, we have a website, xwing.life. It uh, has a kind of our summary about what we're trying to do. There's a section there if you want to apply. And the other thing also is we have an option if you want to nominate someone else. You know, let's say you know someone that uh, maybe a little bit shy about asking for for help, but uh, you think they deserve a shot to to attend Adepticon uh, 2024, attend Worlds. And you could put their information down, and you know we can reach out to them, and after the fact, and see if they're if they're, you know, if, if they qualify, and we can go help them out that way too. Yeah, I know there was quite a lot of people who um, last year um, who think like, oh, I don't really deserve it, and oh, oh, I feel bad about accepting kind of charity almost, mm-hmm. like you know, they feel like, oh, this seems like it's it's frivolous for me to to go. Um, another thought is I haven't got a chance of winning, so it seems like it's wasteful for me to take somebody else's money and go. But kind of the the purpose of it isn't to try and find the winner. Although last year you you did help fund the winner as as it happens. That's true. It is. Uh, <laughs> uh, so if you get selected as one of our people we sponsor, you have a hundred percent chance based on last year's uh, uh, results that uh, we will get the winner from our isoplane initiative beneficiary. <laughs> So instead of being one of two hundred and whatever people playing in Worlds who'll win, it'll be it'll be one of however many people are in the isoplane who've been supported. Yeah, um, exactly. Increases your odds of winning Worlds exponentially. It's fair to say, based in fact, actual fact. Yep. So, so Liam and Tim um, are both on the call at the moment. Um, both um, benefited from the isoplane last year. Um, it guys, how did it? Um, like I, I don't know. Well, you might be applying this year as well, um, but. How did it go for you last year? What was the what was the score? Um, yeah, well, well, I mean, um, I mean, we've we've spoken about the fact that 
I do my own fundraising events anyway. Um, so initially I was thinking, well, you know, I've got my own fundraising event. I don't need to apply. Um, but then I sort of thought about it and I was like, well, if I'm doing a fundraising event, then I technically can't afford to go under my own stream. So uh, I, I think I applied for half my flights uh, and then my own fundraising would obviously be paying for the rest of my flights and, and accommodation and stuff like that. So um, I was just chatting to Daniel before the call um and you know very thankful for that support it was it was you know greatly appreciated um not applying this year because i'm doing my fundraising events again um and um with saving and everything else like that i think i'm i'm able to sort of look after myself and hope somebody else can benefit from the scheme but no thanks to everybody that sort of contributed to the uh the scheme uh, it was very much appreciated so it's I was going to say Liam, but um, I, I've just remembered the conversation we had before we started recording where it was like, well, Liam technically wasn't, but kind of was because you donated a pair of sparkly dice to a separate thing that was fundraising for Liam. So, yeah, I, I did apply uh, last year and I had a conversation with Daniel and uh, and then it was all taken out of my hands because uh, Connor Holmes uh, came in like a knight in shining armour and went, actually, no, Liam, you are going it's not up for debate. And I think I, he uh I he think you'll out. find Connor is, is a knight in a very silly wig. Uh that is also true, but he can also wear armor. <laughs> um and then he uh, spoke to Daniel and obviously a load of people donated to a very amazing thing. Uh we all know how that ended. It ended uh, with you having fun with your friends. I'm I mean, making yeah. I'm making sure that the Sith Taker opens sold out in about eight and a half minutes. That's also true because I mean I wasn't playing, so I had plenty of time to talk to people. <laughs> uh, but I've got my invite this year, and I've had a lot of circumstances happen, which means I couldn't afford uh, the flights or anything myself. So yeah, I've applied again. I think I've applied for about half, uh, and I'm actually doing my own fundraisers as well, uh, which will be starting up very soon. We'll talk about that later, TM. Okay, so um, we've talked about the application process. We've talked about last year. Um, I guess it's time to talk about the raffle. So, Daniel, talk to us about the raffle. Is this where you need some of your hype men along? Is this where you need Funwalk along to do some hype, like marketing posts, marketeering? That that would be great. I am, I am not the, gra- the greatest at uh, hyping things up or marketing, but uh, basically... The raffle is just to help us get more money. You know, more money. The more money we have to work with, the more money. The more sorry, the more people we can reach out to, and uh, help bring to worlds. And you know, our our slogan for this whole isoplane initiative is is worlds is for everyone. You know, for people in the U.S., it's like a hop, skip, and a jump away. Sometimes it's, you can just drive there a couple hours, and you're and you're there. At the Depticon, you can stay with a friend's house, so you don't the out of pocket costs are, you know, r- r- very minimal. Whereas imagine you're flying from Australia and you spend you know three thousand you know Australian dollars or USD or, or whatever it may be to get over here. That's 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 not of a that's not an inconsequential amount. But anyways, so this raffle, uh, it's uh, put together by Louis and Funwag, and they they basically donated a bunch of their things. There's dice in there. There's templates. There's range rulers, punch board, metal objective marker tokens that uh, Louis has has designed and made, and those are really, really cool, those thin metal ones. I, I'm sure you guys have a bunch as well, right? Yep, yep, they're amazing. Uh, 
we've got like challenge coins, we got alt arts, um, and just a ton of awesome things. Even those little uh, customized uh, dial covers that Louis made, and some metal tokens. And I'd mentioned dice, right? There are one pair of those. We've dubbed them the unicorn dice. Yeah. They're, um, FFG official, but technically on a release, sort of, except recently at that Germany qualifier event. But anyways, there are is a, a one pair of those in in the raffle as well. Yeah. And you know, it's it's for a great cause. You know, I mean, I'm not keeping it myself. You know, none of this are you know making any money from this. It's all going out back to the community. So you know, the more tickets people buy. The, the like I said, the more people we can we can help. And last year we brought on eighteen people. This year, hopefully, we want to get way more than that. And like I said, you know, it'd be great to see a bunch of people at Worlds this year with um and be like, hey, yeah, thanks, thanks for your you know helping me get here. That be you know that's that's my goal. Yeah. So I mean, I'm just looking at the um at the picture kind of on the the website. So the the web the web page is xwing dot life forward slash raffle, or you can just go to xwing.life and you'll see then um, a bunch of links to a bunch of different things and, and ways that you can support the initiative. So you can either just um, buy tickets for the raffle. Um, yeah, there's there's like official templates, like the Y-Wing ones, there's the lightsaber um, uh, range rulers, there's the punch board, um, a whole bunch of different punch board from different places, including uh, some of the Inferno Squadron, Jedi, um, there's some of the, the Rebel stuff that came around in the World's Qualifiers as well this year, um, as well as Louis' new Mandalorian kit with uh, Mandalorian little helmet charges and shoulder pauldrons and all sorts of really cool heavy chunky things, as well as all of these fantastic um, objective markers that he's made for lots of different groups of people. Um, and the uh, the possibility, I think one of the prizes is to actually get a set of your own custom designed ones, but like not a set like 50 or something. Can't remember what the exact number is, but it's like a whole big pile of them um, that you can get with your own design on. So he'll work with you to do that. There's some really rare stuff on there as well, like faction specific damage decks mm -hmm. that, you know, you, you'll be able to win stuff. And the pricing is tiered as well, which is cool. So there's like, if you win something that's really super rare, like the unicorn dice, um, you won't win anything else from the top tier of prizing, but then you would be able to win stuff from the further down tiers of prizing. So the more tickets you buy, the more stuff you can win, but you're not going to fall super lucky and win the three super duper rare things that are in there. Um, you'll, you'll maybe get one of them. Um, so ways to ways to buy um ways to support we've already talked about you can buy tickets um so there's a cascading value of ticket so five pounds for five um ten pounds for 12 25 pounds for 30 and so it goes up um you can save a lot of money if you put in 200 pounds you get 300 tickets so that that like reduces the cost of a ticket to 75 pence or 50 pence i can't even do maths um so but yeah you get a lot of bonus tickets so it's all good um if you donate more than 50 pounds you're guaranteed to receive something um so uh, louis um from ffg slash amg slash putini parts archive so from louis stuff you will get something from that um uh the other way to um donate is you can buy um custom isoplane initiative objective markers through putini parts so if you go to putini.com which is p-e-w-t-i-n-n-i.com this is all still linked from xwing.life 
um, then there are initiative, uh, sorry, there are isoplane initiative custom objective markers. Uh, so you get them, uh, if you buy them, then all of the money that uh, you pay for Louis to create those things for you um, will go into the isoplane fundraiser. So the back will have the isoplane initiative logo on it. The front will have whatever you want on it. Um, you can pay an amount of money. Um, 50 markers costs $250. So that's 10 people, five markers each, $25 a person, $5 a piece. Seems fine. Um, so yeah, you can uh, you can do that if you're going to do them as a as a squadron. Um, then you'd all of the money from that would be going into uh, into the isoplane initiative. And you know, if your squadron wants to buy some markers or your server or whatever, like your your happy internet gang of X-wing players wants to buy some, then you'll be supporting a whole bunch of people. Let's be honest, because two hundred and fifty dollars is. And that's half of a flight from the UK to America. So that's somebody getting there, at least. Get there to play. Find your own way home. It's fine. You'll get deported eventually. Did you ever think about that, just buying one-way tickets and relying on the government to just send people home after a while? No? Fair enough. (laughs) Don't mind me. (laughs) Right. Is there anything else that we need to, that that you want to, kind of tell us about this um daniel uh no not really we kind of touched on all the different bases uh of the, the whole scheme of ours well not scheme but this whole project that we're doing um and like you know it i hope to do something like this this every year it's all dependent on the wife and the the, the money and the job and all that but mm-hmm. you know it's it's nice to give back i mean i guess I, i'll tell you the story um so why did I? Why you know? Why did I want to do this? Why did I like throw so much money of my own money around to to X Wing community and all that? It's because the X Wing community is the best, hands down, by far of any gaming group. It's like it's the best I've ever experienced. Uh, my very first tournament, I played in my local store. Uh, I had nothing. I literally had a box with some. Hey hey. I bought off my friend. I had no cards. I had. No dice, no templates, nothing. I just had a bunch of plastic ships with their bases and dials. And I said, hey, I, you know, I bought this secondhand. Can I, can I play in this tournament? They said, yeah, sure, no problem. Come on in. It's a weekend tournament. No big deal. Mm-hmm. I went went to obviously, um, <laughs> having you know, pretty much never played the game before. But at the very end, this gentleman, his name is Gunnar Scott. And he walked up to me and said, so is this, is this box all you have? I'm like, yes, it is. He says, come here, follow me. He went to his kit, opened his box. He gave me a spare set of templates, gave me a bag of dice, and gave me some extra tokens he had that in, from his collection. You know, nothing, nothing too grand or fancy, but at least now I had something to start with. And he said to me, look, take this, and whenever you get in this game enough, pay it forward. So that's what I've, I've been doing. You know, he, he started all this, got me to the mindset, like, look, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be in this game still because I probably would have stopped playing. But because of him, I'm, I'm still playing this game. I'm loving the community. I'm helping other people. So yes, Gunner, I'm, I'm paying it forward. This is, what, this is what I did. And it's all because of him. <laughs> Fantastic. I mean, yeah, we, we have it on a... Well, we've got a giant box of stuff on our friendly local game store that kind of the experienced players have... And I said, well, I don't need all of these upgrades, so I'm going to just throw them into a box. And there's a whole load of things like bases, 
Um, it's the, the same with dice, like experienced players, like when we get new players and they come up and they've got three attack dice, three defense dice, and they're like, oh, I need to buy some more of these. And we go, don't, don't. <laughs> Here, you can have these ones. It's fine. And oh, are you sure? It's like, yes, honestly, I have more of these than I can ever possibly use. Um, to the point where I've actually run out of red and green dice to give away now, so I have to start um, going to other people. But, I mean, it's exactly the same feeling. And we've had guys join us from kind of Warhammer, and they, they've been like, this is amazing. We're like, what, what do you mean? It's like, well, I say I'm missing a card, and you say, what card is it? And then I say a, a thing, and then you give me the card, and then at the end of the night, I try and give you it back, and you say, no, it's fine. I've got loads. You don't you know and they're like in warhammer that doesn't happen like you know people are aren't as sharing and aren't as giving and and i think mm-hmm. it's a it's been a truism of the x-wing community for a long time that kind of it's a really solid good community to be a part of and it's friendly and it's helpful and it's welcoming and it's warm so yeah it's lovely it's lovely i'm getting all choked up here thinking about it i had a bad day at work but you've cheered me up cheered me up no end daniel thank you very much well of course it's always nice when someone indirectly says the 40k community is scum. <laughs> I didn't say that at all. Um, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not going to unsay it. Now you've said I said it, but I didn't definitely didn't say it. Um, so like, it's, I, think, I think it's just a difference between like a base level, and it might just be because the game has so much, I don't know, what's the right word, ephemera around it, like the, the aftermarket sales of you know tokens and templates and bits and bobs and you know quality of life things and game stuff that you can pick up you know all of this stuff um that you can purchase and then as you win the plastic and you win more stuff new people turn up to the club and they're like oh i haven't got any plastic focus tokens and you can kind of go well i've got you know all of these aftermarket ones that I bought and I've since won some and I've got my favorite set and I've got my second set that I use if somebody else uses the same ones as me and everything else apart from that I can just give away I don't need them I'm not going to use them I'm never going to fly a list that needs 14 focus tokens you know getting up to seven and you're really stretching it sort of thing um so yeah you know you, you can you can comfortably give that stuff away and I guess other games like 40k and whatnot don't use them but like, or they don't have that much kind of extra stuff. Um, so it's natural. Anyway, so Isoplane, I'm going to summarize. Xwing.life. All the links are on there. All of the information's on there that we've talked about today. Daniel is a legendary human being and should be lauded and deplored from the very rooftops and cheered from on high. We might actually have to get like a, a palanquin or something for you for Worlds this time, just to <laughs> truly embarrass you. <laughs> so um, I'm coming to Worlds this time, by the way. So I'm, I'm going to give you a big Irish bear hug and you can't even stop me. Sorry. I, I look forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> if you pay um, me enough, I'll stop him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That'd be a sexy you, actually, no, if you get me to worlds, I'll stop him. <laughs> I can be there sneaky. I can be sneaky. Uh, Not with me on your back. <laughs> You're gonna spend the hey, if you if you sit on my back for the entirety of the last chance qualifier, I might actually get through it. Oh wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, Daniel, I'm very aware that you need to kind of start going and getting ready for work and stuff. Um, so thank you so much for joining us. Um, yeah. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate you, you letting me you know, get the get the word out again some more. No worries, man. Do you want to do any shout outs to any of your, your crew over on the kind of the California coast before you pop off? Uh, yeah. And, you know, definitely the my, my local groups here in California, you know, I, I do miss playing with them. Unfortunately, I've got three little kids and it makes playing at the local store quite difficult these days. But I just still try to get out to the big events. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, definitely shout out to the people that help me with with SF play. You know, I mentioned earlier Funwog and, and Louie and Connor and, you know, without them kind of helping me and give me advice and kind of edging me on in terms of pushing pushing more of the boundaries of what we can do, you know, this wouldn't have happened as well. So definitely shout out to them and to help it, uh, having them kind of put this raffle together and to help us raise some funds. Fantastic. All right. Thank you very much. Um, we'll do a goodbye from Daniel. Yep. Everyone, take care. I, I look forward to seeing guys at Worlds or or if not, then some whenever we will get together, please. I'm really bad with faces and names, so just come up to me and tell me who you are. I, you know, we'll, we'll try and figure it out. <laughs> awesome. All, <of> you. <laughs> All right, buddy, cheers. All right, take care, bye-bye. Cheers, bye-bye. Right, next thing, Ben. Hello. Hi, Ben. Hello. Hi, Ben's, Ben's joined in. He was sitting <laughs> quietly, he was sitting quietly. So also joining us, that no, I'm not going to do another introduction. You all know who Ben is. How's your new carpet? It's nice. I'm a little tootsies. Is it? Did you get the um, softest, warmest, coziest I, one you could? I did. My wife was very mad at me. Yeah, I know. Do you know what's going to be even funnier? Your face the first time Willow dropped something on it, like slime or glue. or. This is really lame and adulty, but um, it's, yeah, it's, it's dead clever. You can clean it with bleach. Ah. So I'm quite happy about that. So when you drop wine on it accidentally, it's fine. I don't spill wine. <laughs> not, not the day I'm drinking it anyway. It's usually the next day. <laughs> all right. All right. So we got, we got some stuff to talk about today. We got some spoilers. We also got some events. We got a world qualifier in Singapore. We got Tim's event that happened uh, over the weekend. Because I'm at like a small... Uh, store event that uh, Adam and uh, Ben and Liam and Tim briefly were at. Um, we can also briefly touch on the XTC final stage that happened, but we are going to get some guests on to talk about that next week. So we don't want to go into, into too much detail on it. Um, so let's start with, where shall we start? Should we start with the spoilers? Yeah, oh. let's do that. So get them up. <laughs> they're on they're on Discord on our little secret oh, channel. Oh, are they? Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, oh yeah. I didn't scroll up that far. So, um, <laughs> basically, uh, I can't even remember what day it was. Thursday la uh, last week, there was um, a few cards basically started showing their faces um, on and around parts of the internet um, that purport to be from the Endor pack. We don't know where they've come from like we genuinely have no idea what the source of them are they could be uh false they could be fan-made fake things but they look pretty uh believable um i think it's fair to say um as i've not spotted that... any spelling errors or anything so i think they're fake <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, yeah. usually when they're um when they are fake they're like 
ridiculously powerful. I know some of these are good, but <laughs> some of all, I mean, so yeah, much, so... usually when it's fan made, it's well over the top good. Yeah. So, shall we talk about the Ace of Legend, Sun Tier Fell? Ben Hibbert. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, Ace of Legend, Ben Hibbert. Um, so, Sun Tier Fell, still Initiative 6. He's got the same interceptor, interceptor chassis, <laughs> but he's got um, two charges non recurring. Uh, after you perform an attack, you can spend a charge and gain a deplete token to boost or barrel roll. So, you can joust into range one of somebody, then light them up. And then barrel roll away or boost away at I6. There he's was got... an old, he's got sensitive controls, yes, so he can't yep. double reposition. Um, so he's got to do his system phase repositioning, which is uh, a, a negative point for this. But we've not been through, so this is a standard loadout card. But there was an, a different interceptor with that ability in past times and nobody ever played him um because basically was a lot lower initiative though weren't he yeah he was, he was like four he turfner? Turfner. Turfner. that's him turfner that's all i um, imagine he shouts his name so this sintir fell has got four things uh four upgrades on him one is apex predator which is Old Predator from version one. While you perform a primary attack, if the defender's initiative is lower than yours, you can re-roll an attack dice. So you don't need to take bullseyes with this in tier. Unless you're fighting against another ace, you are always having a native attack dice re-roll. So you will hit like a truck, um, which is nice. Um, this is a nice one. That's, that's a talent, second talent, no escape. While you perform a primary attack, if there are more friendly ships than other enemy ships, it's a little bit like the Obi Ani Etta uh, abilities. Um, at range zero to one of the defender, you may re-roll one of your blank results. So, while you're performing a primary, if you've got more eh, friends around you, uh, sorry, more friends around the defender than they've got friends, then you get a different attacking re-roll. So, two ways to re-roll your dice. So. That'll help you on aces, I guess, if you're ganging up on them with multiple ships. Um, next one, blank signature, which is a system. While defending, if you are not locked by the attacker, you can spend a charge. This is a single recurring charge to change a focus result to an evade result. So if you are not locked, you get a free focus mod on defense. And feedback emitter, one charge not recurring. After an object acquires a lock on you, you can spend a charge to jam that object, ignoring range restrictions. This upgrade's charge cannot be recovered. So blank signature while defending if you're not locked. Feedback emitter, first person to try and lock you, you jam that lock away. I if mean, you if you want to. Or it's you can... It's Leave yourself like, locked. What's it? False transponder code. You can kind of make someone use it when they don't want to. Whereas this one is, it's yeah. always when you want to do it. Yeah, yeah. But you can't do it after the fact. You can only do it at the point that they acquire the lock. Yeah. So yeah. So that's a really juicy combination of attacking rerolls, defensive free free defensive modifications, and jamming. Um, yeah, and well, then free action economy. You can really turtle up, can't you? Because you, you could take the evade token as well. Yeah, and almost guarantee two evades. 
if you wanted to. Yeah, I mean, it basically does guarantee two evades. You're not guaranteed to roll a focus, I suppose, but um, and no. you don't get defensive rerolls. But the only thing I think that lets this down is the sensitive controls. But some people like sensitive controls, um, um, and you can only do that post attack booster barrel roll twice. Those non-recurring charges he's got are are for the primary pilot ability. Um, okay, so that's don't have any way of giving other people charges back? I don't think so. No, no I don't think they do. Do they? I think that's only scum. I think. And Astromex, we can use for what's it called? The, the, the little, the little Astromex cloud thing that it can drop spare parts. That's <laughs> the thing. Um, so from initiative six to initiative one, it's another interceptor. It's got standard interceptor chassis, Sapphire two, from Battle Over Endor. So while you defend, if you are focused, roll an additional defense dice. So nice little don't shoot me. I'm four greens because I've taken a focus like I do every turn. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You get four, five, or six. Um, (laughs) Quick, everybody start sharing dice because we've only got five of each at the minute. so while you pref- so they've he's also got the no escape thing so while you perform a primary attack there are more friendlies and other enemy ships at zero to one of the defender you can re-roll a blank so that's a, an attacking re-roll if he's in part of a swarm uh, reckless while you perform a red boost or red barrel roll action you may use the uh, daredevil template the one hard template instead <laughs> the daredevil um, template <laughs> well i mean so right listen it says I know you meant. it was just funny <laughs> right it says so during the system phase you can perform a red barrel roller boost action so while you perform a red barrel roller boost action you may use the that template instead if you do roll an attack die and on a hit or a crit gain a stress token so you might end up double stressed but you might not 50 50 chance of ending that, up double um, stressed hard one barrel roll is crazy um yeah that's a little side slip isn't it <laughs> um whoa, weird um might be a yeah, better way to a turn odd. around you know rather than doing like a k-turn yeah i suppose i mean if you're yeah if you're gonna k-turn or sloop or whatever you've got a 100 percent chance of being stressed with this you've got a 50 50 chance of yeah doing that and then hard twoing and clearing a stress but you also got prime thrusters so you can perform boost and barrel rolls even while stressed so if you find yourself double stressed you clear one of them you can still you know follow up with a boost or something it's all good um and then targeting matrix while attacking you can spend a focus result at the end of the neutralized result steps if you do after the attackers resolve the defender gains a strain token so if having accidentally got double stressed and having no mods you roll an eyeball you can spend it to give the person a strain. Um, so, yeah. And you get to see what they've rolled first, don't you, as well? Yeah, but, I mean, you're always going to do it, aren't you? If you've oh, got an eyeball that you can't spend. It's nice, it's nice to do it at the end, I guess. Yeah, I suppose. It doesn't, re- it doesn't really matter, does it? Let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, it. It. I guess there's edge cases where you might think, Oh yeah, I want you to be strained now, so I'd rather not convert that eyeball to a hit with a focus. I'll leave it, and then I'll strain you so that next turn this ship with Notorious, for example, um, can open you up. Although I don't know if there's any way for them to get Notorious in Empire. I don't think there is, now I think of it. Um, is there anybody in Empire with Elicits? 
I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. Adam, you're being very quiet. You're going to have to chip in on this next one. Lando Calrissian. Yeah. I like this one. Okay. Do you want to read through the card? Sure. Lando Calrissian in the Falcon. Standard um, Rebel Falcon um, stat line. Um, And he's got... A pilot ability at the start of the activation phase, you may spend one charge. He has two charges, non-recurring. If you do that, you choose an initiative value from one to six. You can activate that initiative, which is really cool, because like twice per game, you can choose to not get blocked, or you can go last and know exactly what sort of the board state is. So this uh, is activation, not engagements. This is just movement. Yeah, but I think yeah. that's probably better. Yep. And like. And because it, it's start of activation, um, that comes after road has happened. So, <laughs> yep, <laughs> you go at six, definitely last, or one, definitely first. Is both like it's both pretty cool. Yeah. Um, he also has high stakes. After you do a red action, you may roll an attack dice on a hit or a crit. You remove one stress, um, which is really interesting for his action bar, which is focus, lock, evade, red boost rotate and red coordinate into red focus which is weird wow <laughs> okay um he's got two talents he's got ace in the hole which is another crazy one at the start of the engagement phase you can spend one charge and gain one jam to do a barrel roll <laughs> i love big base barrel roll it's crazy yeah he's got two charges for that um and it's again it's engagement phase so it's after everyone's gone um, he's got <laughs> It's a Trap, which I'm not doing the voice for as a second talent. Um, he's got While Defending, if there are more friendly ships than enemy ships at range 0 to 1, you may re-roll one of your blanks. Um, got Nien Crew, which is the same Nien that we all know, uh, decreased difficulty for your banks. Got Air and Kraken on the guns. Um, after defending, if the attack hit, you can gain a deplete to perform a bonus primary against the same. Uh, sorry, against the against the attacker. Um, and he's got a slightly different Falcon title, which is what attacking or defending. If you have a non-lock red or orange token, you can re-roll one dice. So and that's it. okay. So combo wombo combo. Aaron Kraken. After you defend, you get hit. You gain a deplete, but that deplete comes after you do the attack. Because normally, if you gain a token to do a thing, you. I, I think the deplete applies on the attack because you gain it and then do the attack. So I think okay, want... FAQ incoming. <laughs> because because if you have the deplete when you do the attack, yes, it's a two dice attack. But you then have a re-roll because you have a non-lock red token. Yes. Um, and you could be stressed as well. Um, so you've got re-rolls on f- while attacking and defending as long as you've got something that's not a lock. Um, and you can get like loads of stress from the coordinate into the focus, which is cool. And also you can just get the jam um, for the free barrel roll. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you can stress yourself on the boost at initiative six. Then barrel roll at the start of engagement, then get a re-roll on um I mean on what's really funny here is that you can move at one, you can block everybody, and then you can barrel roll away <laughs> so that you've got a range one shot on them. 
Very right. This is nuts. <laughs> well, I don't know if you've noticed as well. There's something under his pilot ability called high stakes, which yeah. is after you perform a red action, you may roll an attack die on a hit or a crit, remove one stress. Yeah, yeah. Adam I literally said, read those okay. words out. No, my bad. <laughs> I stopped listening clearly, but like this collectively is nuts. It's, yeah, it's, it's strange. And then like there's a lot going on. That you, you've got. You've got blue banks, so there will there'll have to be a prize for somebody that draws panic pilot and then removes both stress tokens <laughs> because they're they're assigned one at a time, so you can roll for each one. Uh, oh no, yeah, it's um, red action. Ah, yeah. boo! Scratch you get a prize for cheating. Well, I was no, I just did a Steve Bolton. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Bless him. He's never going to live that down. So right. So this is. Get. The prize you get is doing the red coordinate, clear the stress, then the red focus, clear the stress, then at the start of being all at initiative six, and then at the start of the phase, you then barrel roll. Lose your uh, focus. And, yeah, well, <laughs> that's where you get the prize, because you're not going to win the game. <laughs> or, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But, I mean, you can, you can have pre-locked a rock, can't you? Um, so that first time yeah, you do that yeah. jam token, that's the one that you jam off yourself. Um, so, yeah, you've got things going on. There's stuff. There is a lot <laughs> of stuff that this thing does. Um, very complicated set of braining required. Um, next card, who wants to talk A-Wings? Ben, do you want to talk A-Wings? Tycho, another Psycho Tycho. What's this <laughs> one do? So it looks like it's standard A-Wing loadout. Um it says, while you are disarmed, you can still perform missile attacks. Um, when you perform a missile attack while disarmed, roll a maximum of four dice. Then it's got the <clears throat> excuse me, um, the vectored cannons uh, system phase boost rotate. Um, but then it's got some weird linked action, so you can focus um, link into a reload. Yep. It's also got a boost into an evade. Which is a slightly yep. different way around, isn't it? And yeah. then it's got talent. So while defending, if there's more than one friendly ship at um, range zero to one, you may reroll one of your planks. It's got standard duke. Then it's got proton rockets. So that's where you basically can have a proton rocket every other turn. Uh, every turn, sorry. Yeah. If you feel like it. Uh, and while defending, you can spend one with uh, chaff particles. While defending, you may spend one focus result. At the end of a neutralized result step, remove one red or orange token. Okay, so let's work not, through not, this. He's not as um, he's not as psycho as he usually is, is he? I suppose. Well, I mean, in a different way because previously yeah. he did whatever when he was stressed, but now, right? He flies in at I five, gets a bullseye, <laughs> hits you with a procket. Okay, the next turn, if you don't bump him, he rolls he does a focus into a red reload. <laughs> then he uses his ability to roll a four dice procket into you if you're in his bullseye again, because he can do that while disarmed. And if you shoot him, then that might remove his stress token so that he doesn't even have to do a blue move next time. <laughs> I mean, you could then do it again. He could just remove the disarm. If you shoot him at initiative six, which means he's firing a five dice one again. Yep. And that boost into red red duke, boost into red evade, he's got duke. Hmm. So 
he can rotate his arc, do his move, boost into an evade, fire out the butt, duking you at I-5. Um, so he's front gun, front terrifying pocket, back gun, less terrifying duke. Um, yeah, it's all just... There's a lot of cool stuff here. Like that tyke, the, the the Procket thing is just the kind of... If this is a real card, that is just going to be in every single Rebel list. It's also... does does It's not the Duke works with the Procket if you manage to get Focus Evade as well. Mm-hmm. It's just while you perform an attack. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's so Lando, you... maybe, coordinates him. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Duke only usually works on primary, doesn't it? Um, I don't think so. I think it's while you perform it. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's works on torps because, oh, um, yeah, because Imperial, not Imperial Republic, uh, N1s, um, had Duke torps for a bit. Oh, I don't remember that. Do you remember when Jason used to annoy people with three N1s and it was because they all had Duke and torpedoes? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. Now, you, now you're reminding me, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry to people who don't know Jason. That's our friend Jason Denton from Enigma Wargaming. Um, open for commissions. I mean, A-Wings are always fun to fly anyway, aren't they? But throwing lots of dice and zooming around fast is great fun. Yeah. You're like you're taking the negative away from an A-Wing with this build, <laughs> basically. Um, but, you know, he does need to... You, you need to be confident with your bullseyes. I've played too many games where I've exactly bisected an entire swarm of ships. There's one <laughs> channel down the middle of it, and that's where my bullseyes landed. And it's like, well, yes. sad. Some of this guy's power, though, is that people will two for nail not to be in that bullseye. Yeah, but he's, so he's doing a bit of a stuff at that way. He's doing it at five, <laughs> and what's really funny is that yeah. if he can't get a bullseye on you, he just takes an evade and throws a little juke shot. You know, <laughs> this little little plinky one. Let's go. Boost evade. Boost evade really takes away some of the negative of sensitive controls or uh, vector cannons as well, which is yeah. which is a big deal. Yeah, because it allows you to do that post move reposition as well as the pre move thing, and still yeah. be tokened. So yeah, it's really nice. Um, last card then, Colonel Jenden. Who likes tie defenders? Literally nobody. But me, I do. I look, I look, look really cool. Right, go on then. Talk us through Colonel Jenden, who is another I six for Empire, because that's <laughs> what they need more I sixes in defenders. So it's three attack, three defense, three shield, uh, three hull, four shield. Um, so while you defend, if you are not shielded, you may change one of your blank results to a focus result. And then they've changed the um, the, the speed one. I can't remember what it's actually called. Full uh, throttle. That's the one. I can't even pronounce that word. Something engineering. Chess. Uh, Chess. was it? Chess. Yeah, I didn't yeah. Really want to try that one. Um, after you fully execute a three to, spy, three to five speed maneuver, you may perform a target lock action. While attacking, if you are not stressed, you may spend one shield to apply the range one bonus. Um, they've also got, they're basically normal actions, but they've got um, evade linked into a red barrel roll. Which is quite cool. Free free locks. Yep. If you go fast, they're still going to have white K turns at initiative um, six as well. Yeah. So free locks at initiative six, and if you are not stressed, you can spend a shield to give yourself an extra dice. So seems good. 
like resource management required, but seems good. And then he's I got upgrades. If you need to, don't you? Because I don't like spending my own shields and things like no. that. Yeah, but if you can guarantee an initiative kill by doing yeah. a four dice double modded banger or a five dice. Oh, no, because you've already applied the range one bonus. Yeah, you can't get it again. Um, so four dice double modded banger from range three into somebody or whatever. I guess um, if you've got one left as well, you trigger your ability as well. Yeah. So it's got um, uh, talent, uh, no escape, same as that we read before. Um, but it's going to push the limit. I was a bit worried when I read this. So, oh, God, don't tell me that's coming back. But it's, it's different than it used to be. So it's after you fully execute a red manoeuvre, or perform a red action, if you are not strained, you may gain one strayed token to remove one stress token. That's quite interesting, I guess. But do defenders really get stressed? It's a bit Von Reggie. He's got that evade to barrel roll, hasn't he? Yeah, I, I can't see you use red maneuver though. Yeah, so I think he's like a one hard or something. Hard turns, yeah. It says after you execute a red maneuver. Or oh, right. So it, it does work. I think you're right, though. I think the hard ones are red. I can see using it to evade red barrel roll to line up the bullseye for the proton camp. Yeah. And yeah, so obviously it's got proton cannons as well. And then um, the last upgrade is modification. It's got computer-assisted handling. It's got one charge. Uh, after you fully execute a manoeuvre, you may spend one charge to form a boost or a barrel roll action. That's any manoeuvre as well. That's crazy. Yeah, so... Red one and two hearts and two Ks on the defender. Oh yeah, the little two Ks. No one ever sees the two K coming. Nope. Here's a question: but, yeah. Can you apply a range one bonus to a proton cannon that's range two to three? Yes, nope. you can. Yeah, you've got to be able to. No. Why not? Because you can't apply range bonuses to munitions. That's what the little munitions symbol says in it the rule book. There's it no munitions one. on it. Range bonuses can be applied because well, you cannons get range bonus. Oh, no, cannons yep. do get range bonuses, don't they? Yeah, <laughs> they're just normally locked out of it because you put them at two to three. Yeah, there you go. That's what he's doing. So he's doing a five yeah. dice proton cannon. <laughs> I spotted that as well. <laughs> so, so, so you could four K. You could then computer assist uh, boost. You could then evade red barrel roll. And then uh, sh- shed, <laughs> remove the re- the stress for a strain. Have fun with that. Nah, I'm just target more focus. empire. You just target lock focus. You can boost a boost a barrel to make sure you get your bullseye, and then you target lock focus, and then five dice it. Why not? You would you would spend a shield for a five dice double modded proton cannon, wouldn't you, Ben? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every time, <laughs> I can't believe you can get so many actions out of that ship because you, yeah. you get the free target lock if you do the K turn, and then you can spend the charge to boost, and then you can then you can evade into barrel roll. Actually, looking at it, you would have to use push the limit to be able to use the Chiss engineering because you can't apply the range bonus if you're stressed. So you have to gain the strain to remove the stress. We well, used to do the white K turn, right? No, no. But what I mean is, if you did like the red barrel roll. Oh yeah, yeah. So, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so if you if you were stressed, then you would have to use push the limit. But yeah, it's... I I can see people standing staring at this for hours at the table, trying to figure out exactly what it is they they want to do. Like, 
I've done a K turn, right? And then I can basically do whatever I want, but now my decision tree is complicated. So just bear with me for a minute. Um, yeah, I'll just believe people, I think. It'll be easier. Uh, so anyway, Colonel Jendon in a defender battle over Endor. So it looks like everybody who's an Imperial is going to have no escape. Everybody who is a rebel is going to have it's a trap. It looks like it's going to be all super powered if this is all real. Um, and that probably means that we will all buy the pack and we'll never play the scenario and we'll have to carry less cards to games with us. Oh, if we're playing Rebels and Empire. Uh, it will do it be the same as the Siege of Coruscant and the There's other been one. some leaked, there's been some leaked pictures about the um like the Star Destroyer bridge and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but importantly, no Arvel terrible pack, put it in the bin. Okay. I've just seen Liam's heads up that Adam has to leave in three minutes now. So I got fifteen um, minutes. 15, 20 minutes. If we could do Tim's event, that would be lovely. All right, cool. Well, let's do Tim's event because we've just finished that. So, Tim, <laughs> you had an event. <laughs> yes, Hondo's big score. Yes, so um, I've run a couple of fundraising events. We obviously touched on it previously with uh, Isophane. Um, but, you know, I thought, how can I raise money to help myself like travel either around Europe, playing X-Wing or Worlds, and uh, obviously my background of running events, that seemed like the simplest solution. Uh, so yes, I uh, put on some events, I give away all the prizes, or at least the vast majority of prizes I've won during the year. Uh, so at the weekend I gave away Worlds Open Qualifier, Jedi Punch, uh, we had Worlds 23 uh, Tokens and Phoenix Squadron prizes, uh, plus loads more. And uh, I believe we had about a dozen people. Um, but unfortunately, I managed to double book myself with the XTC finals. Uh, so Ben very kindly uh, decided, uh, well, made himself available to run or at least start the event for me, even though he was horribly hungover, I believe. Mm -hmm. He's and then and then beat Rob Gogak so badly in round two that Rob dropped. So Ben dropped as well. Yes. But um, yeah, um, yeah. No, from what I understand, it all went smoothly. I managed to get down for, uh, I think about, I think I think you hadn't been playing round three that long uh, by the time I'd got down. Although I think Liam had, was, wasn't long away from making uh, Dave Sutcliffe con concede as well. So um, yeah, yeah, know, boy. I think uh, it was a good turnout. About a dozen people, um, which was. Partly due to timings, obviously clashed with the XTC, and um, it was December as well, so Christmas parties and what have you. Mm -hmm. Cool. So, Adam. So, well, let's just say Liam won the event. He went four and zero over the course of the day. Um, what a hero! You were flying. You were flying separatists like some kind of weirdo. <laughs> uh, so Dirge Volandas. Chertek, a couple of humps, and DFS, and you've got Kalani as a tactical relay. What does Kalani do? Is that the one that lets you keep calculates? No, that's Kraken. Uh, but Kalani is the one where, as long as I'm in range 0 to 3 of the tactical relay carrier, if a ship lands in a bullseye of any of my ships, I can gain a stress and get a lock on that ship. 
So because I've got the HMPs, this is basically a way of making the HMPs a lot more efficient, but also being able to get a focus and a lock-on dirge with some of the larger bases. And it, okay. it works amazingly when you remember to do it, but it also gives Chertek a lock as well, uh, and sometimes Volan needs it. So it just gives me that a little bit more action economy for the cost of three points. It's really solid. Okay. So it lands in the bullseye of a ship, then that ship gets a lock, not the Kalani yeah. carrier. It's okay. that ship gets a lock. Uh, it's right. also important to know if multiple ships land in the bullseye. Well, if one ship lands in the bullseye of multiple ships, I can only pick one. It's right. once per occurrence. And who gets the stress? The ship that gets the lock. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. So how was your day, Liam? Was it worth travelling all the way up from the darkest depths of the black country? I won, so yes. It got <laughs> off to a good start because I was out of the house at the right time as well, which I know is always a worry for Adam when he travels to events with me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just literally went, no pressure, just a bit of fun. I threw a list together that... I wanted to use because it was HMPs and I've got I've got the models I just haven't been able to use them because I've always felt they've been a bit rubbish uh, but this also I said to Adam I was like alright I'm building this this is the core of what I want and then he threw a few ships in the original list was supposed to have T81 from the Siege of Coruscant mm-hmm. but I, I told Adam to put certain things in in the car uh, and I didn't tell him to put this pack in the car so I got there and I was like I don't have this card, so I had to swap into Volan, which admittedly, when playing Adam round four, benefited me greatly. So I looked into a good matchup, I think, mm-hmm. through cool. desperate times. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm just having a quick look through the uh, through the list. So there's a little bit of um, little bit of rebels, but um, only one Han. Um, so Dave had a rebel swarm. Rick had a rebel kind of beef list with uh, Wedge, Luke, Gina Moonsong in a B-wing hero, Bodic Avenge, and Sabine Wren. Um, and then Adam, you flew, and I think this is the interesting one that you flew. Let's call it Corentin's XTC list, which is well. I'll let you talk through your list. Yeah, it is unashamedly stolen when someone posted it in the Discord the night before or something around it um, when the XTC was winding down and I had a look at it and went, that looks pretty cool and I'm pretty sure I've got most of it and everything I didn't have. Um, Dave Sutcliffe was gracious enough to provide uh, some bits for the Reaper and some things like that. So it's uh, Rear Admiral Shurinau. In the Desi, uh, we got Ruthless, Vader Crew, Death Troopers, Agile Gunner, uh, the Dauntless title, and Tax Scrambler, because there's two points left. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Vizier in the Reaper with Palpatine, the new Bomber Expansion Pack version of Tomax Bren, um, which is an insane ship, and uh, three Black Squadron Ace TIE Fighters. Okay, so you've got Death Troopers. And you've got Vader. Then whatever else you put on rack is basically gravy after those two upgrades. Agile Gunner helps with stuff. Dauntless helps with stuff. Tactical Scrambler. Did it ever come off? There was at least a couple of times in the second round when it would have come off if I had remembered it. 
<laughs> it's a, the the benefit of playing a list that you've never played before. Um, oh. So, what well, you said um, that Tomax is a crazy um, crazy list. Why? Yeah. So the Tomax is crazy. It is a standard loadout one. It is three points. Um, it has. Um, I'm just pulling the exact thing up to take a look now because for some reason it doesn't transfer. Longshanks doesn't like it. True um, grit. Yeah, so true grit. So at the end of the activation phase, if you're not strange, you can gain one strain token to remove one non lock red or orange token. Mm-hmm. Um, plasma torps, ion bombs, uh, and a pilot ability of after you perform barrel roll action, you can spend two charges. It's got two recurring, or two with one recurring. Um, to gain a focus token so you can roll up take the barrel roll link into red target lock and also grab a focus once every other turn when you do that and if at the start of activation is when true grit triggers so you can see if you're being shot or not and if you aren't you can dump the strain to or being shot by something rubbish you can dump the strain to uh, the stress token to take the strain instead yeah and it's three points and it's initiative five, so it's double modded plasma torp, which is great yeah. with rat because you fire at the same initiative to strip shields to allow the crits to go through from um, rack's pilot ability. Into a ship that probably doesn't have a token because you've vadered it away. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Uh, there's a lot of cool yeah. things there. I think I scratched the surface on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would love to see all of the games that stream from Corrington running it, who is a incredibly good player and see someone run it well would be would be would be really cool um so yeah. just making it up as i went along looks like it um, seems to work though doesn't it yeah yeah there's a lot of cool <laughs> stuff going there um selling like, yourself short as usual say again sorry selling yourself short as usual oh, I think you a good job <laughs> Um, there's a lot of really cool things. Like the, I played Quarantine at WTC, and the Reaper is exceptional in um, assault. In the assault scenario, it's good in all the scenarios. It's um, something that's hard to kill um, for four points that can just evade and get in the way. Um, and if you can figure out how to make ailerons work, so you don't crash into everything all the time, that's probably good. It's really good for. Um salvage mission as well because it can move really fast when it's got a crate because ailerons isn't a boost so you can still ailerons even while you're towing a crate so you can like basically one you can boost and then three straight or whatever it is away um so you can really cover ground um i mean it, it i've seen that being used to like block up entire formations as well or like somebody suddenly yeets across the board from a weird position and just ends up like right where you're trying to just gently bank everything around, waiting for the engagement to turn after. Um, and suddenly there's a Reaper in your face and he's jammed one of you and everything's there. So, yeah. yeah but I've, I was too slow with it. I was way too slow with it. I I've seen be... a lot of Reapers flying off boards as well, though. That's the counterpoint. <laughs> Reaper stayed up pretty well. Didn't die. Didn't die too. I think he died once. So that was nice. Did you fly it off the board at all? No. No. Well, that's an absolute victory then. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't hit a rock. I did. <laughs> I did um, alien on and then try and one uh, one sloop and hit something that like not even close. So that was good. Um, Fair enough. Know, it's a really, good. really fun list. Really interesting. Got a lot of play into a lot of things. Unfortunately, I ran into Liam in the last round. 
um, and that list kills decimators terrifyingly quickly. <laughs> I didn't know it killed decimators terrifyingly quickly until it started happening. Is that the the marks? I mean, you've got marksmanship all over the place. You've got concussion missiles to flip um, cards, and yeah, you've got a lot of stuff going on that can a plus a proton cannon. So you've a lot of stuff going on that can make um, decimators unhappy. Um, but weight of fire hurts decimators, even if they're reinforced, which you would be because you haven't got jam here, Liam. No, no, I've got no jam. I but, mean, dead to rights shuts the reinforced down, but uh, some of the key things in my list now are courtesy of Adam, because pretty much Adam is... He gets all of the lists that I think of. I'm like, what do you think? This is what I'm definitely trying to do, and he'll just bounce it back and correct it for me. So the concussion missiles on the Initiative 1 HMP was all Adam, and he mm. paid the price for that. Um <laughs> And it, it won me a few games. Uh, the concussion bombs were also Adams because I wanted to put marksmanship on. I couldn't really think of where to drop. And he was like, drop the protons to concussions and you should be golden. Plus you've got an extra bomb. Uh, there's just like anything, any small tweaks are probably coming from Adam on the first iteration of the list. That was uh, and then <laughs> the concussions were nuts because they originally clusters and in my game against Martin round two, uh, the HMP killed Lulo. But I wouldn't have been able to do that because it was range three shots and I originally had clusters, so I wouldn't have been able to do it. So it won me two games, I think. Mm-hmm. So that alone. Uh, but also when I play Adam, it's not exactly a... Uh, it's not a normal game. It's like the Currenton and Aurelian thing where they're playing each other, not the game. Yeah. Played each other so much that it's not about the the game of X-Wing that's happening. There's mind games. I know what he will do here, but will he do that? Because he knows that I know he'll do that. That that is fun. That's a lot of fun. Cool. So um, what what swag did you pick up from Tim's big war chest full of gravy? I got another £50 voucher for Enigma Wargaming, (laughs) which will probably amount to, after the last two Patreon Christmases I did with him, Probably three hundred pounds worth of vouchers. Well, unfortunately, it's uh, only twenty-five pounds, but never mind. Oh, it's only twenty-five. Yeah, it was. Um, it's a small ship, basically. Which I don't know what. Wait, I don't know what Jason's charging these days, but more he'll than that, he'll do a H and P for me. It's fine. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's it's that that if you provide the ship, I think. I think I don't know, but um, which will. Yeah. What about you, Adam? What What did you get off the big pile of? Kind of juiciness. Um, I got the the big fancy for uh, acrylic force tokens, which are really nice. Um, I got that the um, the sort of standard loadout sized Sabine in the Tie Fighter mm-hmm. card, uh, best card plating. Because why would you do anything else? Um, and that's gorgeous. And I got one of the is it a Worlds Tim um, Jedi? Uh, um, worlds, yeah, Worlds Open Qualifier Obi Wan Eto, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, car, yeah, car, car punch dial tokens. Nice. I I got one of the things I'm most happy with, um, which is I've got a little pack of five beer crates that they're just tiny little things that you can plonk down next to the ships that have picked up a crate on salvage. 
and every <laughs> single time I play the the mission, people go, "What are those?" They go, "Beer crates." So they go, "Sweet, we're playing for beer. Nobody else is. We are." You know, it's uh, goes down well. I've not met uh, in, uh, for any recovering alcoholics or anything yet. Um, so give me time. Any problems? <laughs> You're not currently <laughs> recovering. I know. <laughs> um, how did it go for you, anyway, Tim? Was it a good day from your perspective? As I was in Ben as well, because Ben was the uh, Ben was the TO for most of it. Ben had a ridiculously massive hangover. Um, <laughs> Because I'm a stupid man child and drank too much. Responsible. Um, Should do that. And I, uh, I had to vomit twice while running it. Oh dear. I think he took uh, tearing like me a little too literally. <laughs> um, no, I mean, like, I mean, most people know what they're doing at events, and you know, with with stuff like long shanks these days, like it is dead easy. Um, just to sort of you know pair it and get it going, but it is very much appreciated having people like Ben and others who I can sort of just hand over the event. I know it's in safe hands. He um, says he appreciates it, but I actually won some prizes and he gave them to someone else. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, were intentional cool. draws actually allowed at the event? Or were you just saying it because of me? What sorry? Were intentional draws allowed at the event, or were you just saying I wasn't allowed to do it because it's me? I just said no because I didn't like them and I was running things. Well, technically, if you'd taken an intentional draw, you wouldn't have got the pair of uh, tokens because you got those for being the uh, the four and zero. Oh. So if you well, if if, you, if if you'd finished three one, then I would have taken those tokens home and been chuckling. <laughs> so 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 I, so I saved you from yourself. Yeah, fair enough. I did. I offered Adam an intentional draw right at the end, and he uh, told me to go forth and multiply. Good on you, Adam. All right, should we talk about the Singapore World's Qualifier? Or, Adam, are we saying goodbye to you now? We are, yes. Okay. It's goodbye from Adam. See ya. Do you want to do any shout-outs before you go? No, I'm good. All right, just, just shout out for Brom. I don't like anybody, and Liam will shout out Boarding Brum. <laughs> shout out to Quarantine for realising that I stole his list this morning, and I thought I was going to get away with it. He saw the picture and was just like, yeah. hey, I know I know that list, hey. Actually, one of the TIE Fighters had a First Order Provocateur base plate on it because I forgot to bring another one for a Black Squadron, so it is a different list. <laughs> Legit. All right, man, catch you soon. Thanks very much, guys. See you later. Right. Singapore. Singapore had a World's Open qualifier. It was attended by, I'm going to say 16 people, which, uh, yeah, one blank named person who got paired in round one and then dropped um, makes it feel like it was 15 people, but they knew they wouldn't be allowed to call themselves a world qualifier. Um, so 16 people, which means participation Jedi Punch um, or Range Rulers or whatever way around it was. Um, it, uh, they played four rounds of um, four rounds of Swiss and then they cut to top four. Um, and it was won in the end by a player called Tigris flying uh, Republic. Uh, so three arcs uh, and then kickback slider and axe so the big old clone list um 
which is a really, really, really solid list, which is one that I've kind of got in the back of my head to give a try at some point. Um, so well done to Tigris. Um, we'll see you at Worlds. Um, he came uh, a former, um, so XY Lim, who's been around oh, a whole bunch of stuff. I think he won a, what did he win? He won a system open and was at the um, the old Coruscant mm-hmm. Invitational really thing, wasn't it? it? Because he was the captain for the uh, rest it, of the world. Yeah. Yeah. So he came second, and he was flying Republic as well. So he was flying three arcs, Padme and Anakin. Um, so, yeah, it's um, great that Malaysia had one. Um, I'm just like doing the uh, the thing where we click through the links of the um, of Longshanks to see what lists there were. Um, the other cut lists were um, an Imperial list with Major Rhymer, Juno Eclipse, Tomax Bren, Marek Steel, and Darth Vader, Battle of Yevon. Um, and then a scum list. Oh, gotta feel it. Fenrau in a Fang Fighter, Cad Bane in a Rogue Class, Dirge in a Rogue Class, Bosk in a Headhunter, and Dace Bone Arm in a Moldy Crow for four points. So nice, nice Moldy Crow ship there with Dace floating about offering a three dice gun. Um, I mean, that feels like a really solid list. Two Rogue Classes, a Z95 and Fenrau. Right, Liam? Scum uh, player. I like it. No, he's again, a scum person. <laughs> why not both, Ben? <laughs> why not both? They're not mutually exclusive. Uh, Fen, really strong. Cad Bane, I prefer ion cannons because it gives you a control element as long as you've got the rest of your list there to do damage. Uh, Kira is interesting. I haven't seen that upgrade in a long time. And that's where if you have a lock on an obstacle, you ignore That's right, it. yeah. It might be asteroid. Um, but yeah, it's an obstacle. Uh, Dirge is, even for the scum, uh, scum faction, he's still a solid four-point damage dealer. I'd still take him. Bosk, again, great two points. And then, yeah, Dace Bonearm. Uh it's just a hawk, isn't it, really? I don't yeah, understand it, why it's it, so popular. It, because it's four points and Moldy Crow gives it a three dice um, primary. Um, and you can store focus tokens. So by the time you hit mm. engagement, you're taking locks. Um, and if people are ionized, you can do stuff. But there's no way to generate ion tokens in the list. So Which is why you should have ions on CAD. Yeah, well, you mean you're hoping that, well, occasionally people will pick up iron tokens from um, crits and stuff, but um, yeah, it's if, if ionized, he rolls extra dice or something, I think, is Dace Bonearm's ability. Um, but yeah, basically, it's a, it's a four point three dice gun, um, which, you know, is good and free action economy with the Moldy Crow title, just holding onto those focus tokens for you. So, Dace Bonearm's ability after an enemy ship at range zero to three receives at least one ion token, you can spend three charges. If you do that, ship gains two additional ion tokens. So there you go. You can, you can, he doesn't roll extra dice anymore. He just makes sure that big base ships get ionized when they go over a gas cloud or um, accidentally pick up a disabled power regulator. You can just give them next turn you're ionized. 
Um, that's all right. But I mean, I can see why he wasn't chasing it because it's not a strong enough ability to want to list build around it. Um, so that was the top cut. Um, so uh, yeah, well done to uh, again to um, to Tigris, whatever your real name is, uh, for that one. Um, okay, the do we have one more thing to talk about? No, that was it. Um, so very quick thing about the XTC. Um, it was won by America. Uh, so congratulations to the to the American team. Um, so Doug Howe, Levi Sharp, Stephen Wyland, Steve Cotillo, Joel Springle. Uh, Joel, what's Joel's surname? Springle. Springle, it is Springle. I, just, I had a brain melt at some point. Uh, Marcel Manzano and uh, Chris Patrick uh, were the seven. And then the captain, Will Hagwood, uh, who, while captaining Team USA, um, streamed Gold Squadron podcast the whole way through the weekend, running the night shift as well. So um, absolute um, absolute captain's innings and an absolute hero moment, like genuinely, because they started, I think things started at 5 a.m. UK time. Um, which meant that it was kind of proper night shift for Team USA. They were and Team Canada. They were playing through, like starting at kind of 10 p.m. and finishing at 6 a.m. or something like that um, on each of the two days. So absolutely crazy that they were doing it. Um, it was too much for Team Colombia, um, who dropped after a couple of rounds because they were in the same kind of time zone. They couldn't deal with it. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk a lot more about XTC next week um, because we've. We've kind of been going for about an hour and a half already. So uh, we just wanted to do a congratulations to Team USA. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll cover more of it off. Uh, yeah, in the, in the future. Um, AMG have made some announcements about what is happening with Worlds. So if anybody who is going to Worlds, thinking about going to Worlds, hasn't seen it already, um, there have been announcements about what they are going to do for um, for like kind of X-Wing at Worlds and well for a lot of the other games as well as part of the Adepticon preview. Um, you can visit the, um, the uh, Adepticon site um, and search through for X-Wing. And then basically, from a competitive X-Wing perspective, there's going to be a last chance qualifier where... The top eight uh, people will be guaranteed a place at Worlds. Um, so that's fairly tight because it's quite a big event, which means that there'll be uh, maybe the top eight will all be 4-0. So it's four rounds. Um, so that's an interesting thing that is kind of put into sharp focus, what I've got to try and do. Um, but there are also a whole heap of um, uh, like casual play for X-Wing as well all over the place. So, um, yeah, March 21st, last chance qualifiers um, and also a world's prep event. So for people who've arrived early and want to play in a tournament, um, then you've got two days of X-Wing followed by a cut, I believe it was, to uh, There's going to be a Sunday Swiss. Uh, oh, no, sorry. That's just another casual event. Uh, the top cut is going to be a cut to eight. Um, so, yeah, eight people are going to be on the on the top cut. Um, they have announced that there's going to be a prize wall, such as promo cards and dice. Um, 
and lots of different ways to get them. So you can fire pods constantly to play things like Aces High and other faster events, or you can sign up and play for events basically the entirety of the way through Adepticon. So um, top end prizes will be 100 to 200 plus tickets. So at five tickets for a game and one ticket for a win, you can play 20 games and lose them all, get 100 tickets and be able to go and get one of the kind of top end prizes. But um, yeah, you're going to need to play I think Dom did calculations, 34 games and win them all to get something that's over 200 tickets. Um, something like that. So looks like gamers are going to have to game the system again, Tim. What a shame. <laughs> Me and Tim are excellent at that. <laughs> yeah. So with the unicorn dice turning up at, um, in Germany, um, I I have a feeling that the promo cards, items such as promo cards and dice, there's going to be sparklies available, and I'm going to have my greedy eyes on basically some shiny dice that I want to go and pick up from wherever. So whatever I end up doing, um, I'll be grinding out some sort of um, prize wall um, machinery with some other people. If I don't get through the last chance qualifier, I'll just be like, let's... Uh, Let's just go over to this side of the room and do some of the non-tournament events. So it's it's pretty cool though because there's um, I think it's called an event game, not a tournament. Yeah. So there's an unconventional warfare league. There's uh, an OP kit library, so you can play things like um, Children of Mandalore and George. You're looking for. Um, as well throughout the basically the entirety of the weekend. So. You know, if you're dropping out of worlds, um, rather than just going and mooching about, you can just go and continue playing X-Wing and grinding out tickets, probably a lot faster um, than people who are still playing in worlds, um, including uh, Star Wars X-Wing doubles, um, for which there are 32 tickets being played through on the uh, the same day as day two of, the, uh, of worlds. So if you don't make the day two bit, there's um, a doubles tournament. There's OP kit libraries. So basically, you can continue to just play and play and play X-wing all weekend. Whether you're chasing the dragon of the of the big one or not, um, you can continue playing and grinding out things. Um, yeah, the OP kit library is the interesting one because that's Aces High, Children of Mandalore, Battle of Yavin, Siege of Coruscant, and the droids you're looking for, which are all faster formats, especially Aces High. Um, so if you're getting five tickets for firing an Aces High pod, I can see. Aces high pods being incredibly popular <laughs> in that time period. Why not? Anyway, so that's it for us for today, I think, unless anybody else has got anything that they want to talk about that I've forgotten about. No, we've got a few, few shout-outs, but we can come on to that shortly. Yep, well, let's do it now then, Tim, since you've segued us neatly. Do you want to go first, Tim, since you're off mute and all? Yeah, go on then. So, um, yeah, everybody that came to my event um, and is coming to my event in January, big thanks for the support. And uh, if anybody is interested in coming to the January event, uh, Wumpa Warm Up, I'll put the link up. And uh, yeah, there's still tickets available for that. Uh, XTC, uh, yeah, congratulations to uh, Team USA again. Um, I think Team Australia as well did a fantastic run. And it was quite awkward for them. I think they ended up. Did they lose the penultimate round? Um, and then because they were on the bye, the final round, uh, they were basically, I think, probably just sat there waiting to see how USA got on. Uh, but yes, um, you know, well played 
Well played everybody at the XTC finals. Um, you know, it, is, it was a long slog, nine games over two days. Um, we certainly didn't have the worst time zone, only having to get up like an hour or two early. Um, but yeah, I can see uh, see a few people were affected by the time zone. So, you know, thanks to everybody taking part and thanks to like PFO, Funwalk, Maui, everybody else involved in running it. Um, you know, it's been another good series. Um, and then I'll see our shout out uh, my England team mates um, for um, obviously keeping keeping me sane over the weekend. Uh, so Tom Fields End, Dan Athey, Don Flanagan, Kester Smith, uh, Ollie Potnell, and uh, Greg Squires and uh, Phil Pond. Uh, so it was a good good team effort. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we could only uh, get mid table obscurity this time, but so. Um, couldn't quite replicate. I think we got second place last year, so we'll have to go away and have a think about what we do and um, see what happens with the XTC next year. Go and sit in the corner and think about what you've done. Yeah, well, this is it. We got to the finals, <laughs> but you know, um, you know, yeah, everybody that gets to the finals is a good team, and uh, unfortunately, um, we were we were second best against four of them. So maybe next yeah. time. Um- well, we'll talk through it next week, but it is it also is very fine margins in this world. So, um, cool, Liam, what you got? Let us, Liam disappeared. There was a loud bang a little while ago, and I think he put himself on mute. So I don't know if he just fell off his chair. <laughs> no, I'm right here. I'm right here. I forgot He's had a heart I was on mute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to shout out Born in Brum mm-hmm. because you didn't see that coming did you uh, obviously shout out to Tim for setting up the event uh, shout out to Ben for being present in body but barely in mind <laughs> kept you in control then uh, barely <laughs> I just felt sorry for you <laughs> I deserve it was my own fault I know, and then I'm going to shout my opponents from the weekend, which, of course, round one was Ben, <laughs> round two, Martin Perves, uh, Dave Sutcliffe, and Adam. I didn't expect to go to the event and win uh, because I thought I was running a list that was kind of smooth brainish. But no, it turns out it was actually decent. Oh, fair enough. Thank you. Ben, your shout-outs? Um, just, just everyone who turned up and put up with me being rough and stinking of beer. <laughs> and also, um, anyone who played in that the sorting event for the Sifteka League, I've put a post in our Discord if you want to go and look at it. You're not gonna uh, you're not gonna do that to the Sifteka Open, are you? You're gonna turn up sober, bright eyed and bushy tailed, no, aren't you? I promised you I will be good. <laughs> just a little bit of heroin, but nothing more. <laughs> all right um i don't really have any shout outs to to do uh this week i've kind of been off um but uh shout out to i guess dave um Sutcliffe, my regular car buddy um because we chat about x-wing a lot to and from club on a tuesday night um and when everybody else clears off or doesn't turn up there's often just the two of us uh, we had fun uh last week smashing his seven ship swarm into my six ship swarm um, and figuring out that his was better at swarming than mine was um, because he had an extra ship. So, um, yeah, interesting, interesting to do, but something that we won't be doing again. So I have to pack a second list for future in case we end up playing each other again because it's not, it's not a fun matchup for either of us, I don't think. Um, <laughs> cool. Um, 
Yeah, um, I think that's it then. So uh, I'm going to say goodbye from Ben. Goodbye. Uh, Goodbye from Liam. Toodles. Goodbye from Tim. Goodbye. And goodbye from me. Speak to you next time. Bye-bye. Can we pretend that airplanes in the night sky like shooting stars? I could really use a wish right now, wish right now, wish right now. Can we pretend that airplanes in the night sky like shooting stars? I could really use a wish right now, wish right now, wish right now. Yeah, I could use a dream or a genie or a wish to go back to a place much simpler.